Welcome to Content Pros Podcast, where we unlock the strategies and secrets of the best content marketers in the world and ask the questions you've always wanted asked. Content Pros is sponsored by Convince and Convert, content marketing strategy advisors and counselors to leading brands and organizations worldwide. Convince and Convert makes your content better. Oracle Marketing Cloud, helping businesses use the latest marketing technologies to tell their stories and connect with their customers. And by Uberflip, a content experience platform that allows marketers to create, manage, and optimize tailored content experiences for every stage of the buyer journey. Now, here are your hosts, Jeffrey L. Cohen, Director of Content Strategy at Oracle Marketing Cloud. And from Uberflip, Randy Frisch. Ready? Let's talk to the pros. Welcome to another episode of Content Pros. Once again, if you've been listening to the last few podcasts, we've been at Content Marketing World. That's here in Cleveland. This is the 2016 version. And the best thing about coming to these events, aside from the thought leaders, is actually tracking them down in the hallways. Um, and uh, Jeff's been doing a great job. Um, you know, that's Jeff Cohen at Oracle Marketing Cloud, who's always by my side here. So Jeff, why don't you introduce the, the, the latest person you, you cornered in the hallway. Well, thanks, Randy. Happy to be here for another episode of Content Pros. We've actually upgraded our recording setting. We've been sitting on the floor in the hallway, literally in the hallway for several of these episodes. We're now at a table and we're sitting in chairs. So it's it, awesome. It, it doesn't feel <laughs> as, as rugged, but you know, we'll right. make it work. So we're sitting down today with Rick Wyan of Kellogg's. Rick, welcome to Content Pros. Great. Thanks for having me. It's nice to meet you guys. So we're, we're talking about content, and a lot of people, when they come to content marketing, it's not their first rodeo. It's mm-hmm. not the first thing that they've done in their career. So share with our listeners a little bit of your background, how you came to work at Kellogg. Sure, sure. So I've, I've been at Kellogg for coming up on two years. Uh, before that, I was social media director at McDonald's for five years, uh, about 10-plus years at agency before that. But I started my career as a journalist. And so uh, writing and developing content has been something that I've been doing since, since I was 17. So, Yeah, that, that comes, in, comes in very handy it when, does. You're, it does. when you're creating content. Yeah. So, so tell us a little bit about what you're, what you're doing in, at Kellogg in mm-hmm. a content perspective. Sure. So my role at Kellogg is I'm part of the communications team, and I do a lot of work on our uh, reputation management, so helping build up our reputation uh, through digital and social storytelling. And we do that primarily through a website called openforbreakfast.com. This is the platform we use for telling stories in um, three, three main areas, three main uh, lines of storytelling. One is around nutrition and how we're improving the nutrition of our foods. The second is sustainability, and we're doing work uh, in uh, encouraging sustainable agriculture, cutting greenhouse gas emissions, reducing waste, reducing water usage, uh, all across the U.S. and um, around the world, really. There's uh, nearly 40 different projects going on at any given time. And then the third area is around philanthropy and disaster relief efforts, um, helping feed, uh, feed hungry people. And again, those are global efforts as well. And through this, through this platform, which is live in U.S., Mexico, and Australia, and a couple other markets uh, hopefully coming soon, we're able to tell and share these stories about all the great work that the company is doing in all three of those areas. Today's episode of Content Pros is brought to you by Clear Voice. Need a freelance writer? Clear Voice Marketplace can help you. Looking for trending topics or influencers? 
No problem. Clear Voice Content Studio is the answer for that one. Looking to store all your brand guidelines, keywords, and personas in one accessible space? That's right, Clear Voice can do that too. Even pay all your writers from one secure account. Go to demo.clearvoice.com for a free demo and tell them your friends at Content Pros Podcast sent you. Well, it, it's, it's really nice because what, what you've hit upon is you have three very clear focus areas. Mm-hmm. I know lots of content marketers, basically they say, oh, well, what are we going to write about? Or, we have these products, we have these topics, we have these industries, whatever. And you've really kind of honed in on, here are the three things we're talking about. So mm-hmm. can you describe the process of, of how you came to those three as being your prime focus areas. Sure. So uh, when when the idea of developing this pro- platform first came about, uh, th- it, it was blue sky. We could have gone in any different direction. And so what we did was some uh, qualitative research with our key audience groups to determine what issues were most important to them and which things we could have the most impact on. And so through that, through that, that survey work, these three areas bubbled up to the top. And it, it's actually... It, once we uncovered that, it was one of those moments where it seems so obvious because uh, nutrition and sustainability and philanthropy speaks to the qu- the main question that people have when it comes to food, not just Kellogg, but really any food company these days, is people want to know what's in my food, is it good for me, where does it come from, and if the company who's buying it is a good steward of the earth and a good neighbor to their to their communities. And so we're, we're hitting on all those things. I love that. I, you know, and I'll let you know, this is a true story. I think it was a week ago, I was shopping with my son, who's nine years old. Mm-hmm. And we were walking down the aisle, and he wanted a snack. And my wife's very health conscious, very health conscious. And he looked at me, and he saw a box of, it was a Kellogg brand of, of like rice crisps of some mm-hmm. sort. I'm, I probably don't know the brand. But the point was, he said to me, he goes, Mom will let me get that one, right? Awesome. And all he knew, he had never had them before, but he saw that that K, and he was just like, she'll be cool with that. Um, awesome. Whereas awesome. there's no way, I, I'm not going to call it another, well, Doritos would not have flown <laughs> yeah. the same way if I brought them home in the, in the bag. So you guys are definitely doing a good job at, at creating that corporate vision, which I guess is a lot of what this role is about, mm-hmm. is, is helping to identify what is the corporate vision? What is the corporate culture? So I'm mm-hmm. curious beyond, you know, to Jeff's question, beyond getting feedback from customers, how do you get buy-in at the corporate level and mm-hmm. make sure that that trickles down mm-hmm. to the business groups yeah. so that there's that continuous story that, that you're helping to set? Yeah, yeah. Well, when, when the program was first developed, a lot of the buy-in, uh, the buy-in to the concept was pretty straightforward. Because people within the company realized that we needed to help tell the story of, what the, of all the good work we're doing. Because number one, we want to get credit for it. But then also number two, that helps balance out conversations that are happening with activists and detractors and, 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 and whatnot um, that are out there. The, the tough part of the buy-in is, okay, we all agree in principle this is the right thing to do. Now how do we get the funding to actually do that? And so we were able to get uh, uh, actually broad support. So I uh, got buy-in from leadership, from the business leadership teams, from marketing, and from communications. And then each of those three functions actually pooled uh, some little bit of money here, a little bit of money there to build up to be able to, 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 to launch this platform. 
Um, but one thing about buy-in is it's not a one-time thing. You've got to continue that process. And so we try to be very diligent about sharing the results, continuing to drive the momentum, continuing to share what's going on, and continue to, 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 to build that buy-in so that it continues to keep rolling. Today's episode of Content Pros is brought to you by Uberflip and their weekly podcast called Flip the Switch, where they bring some of the brightest marketing minds together to provide useful insights, actionable takeaways, and a fresh approach to the content marketing challenges you face daily. Head over to bit.ly slash flip content to discover the tips and tactics that will help you flip the switch from ordinary to remarkable. So you're basically a storyteller is, is what I'm hearing in terms of some of the stuff you have to go out there and do. And, and you know, we, we've had a lot of great storytellers on this podcast who talk about some of the, the stories they've experienced. I know we want to talk a lot about Kellogg today, but before this show, we were chatting and we couldn't resist talking about your background in, in McDonald's. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe you can give us you know, that story of McDonald's that was you know, so well received and then you know, a story that you've told at Kellogg mm-hmm. in terms of uh, identifying with one of those three goals that has mm-hmm. really resonated with you know, either your audience or yeah. internally amongst stakeholders. Yeah, well, uh, you know, at, at McDonald's, uh, some of the really interesting stories that I had the opportunity to be a part of were around some of the transparency uh, questions that people had. Uh, as social media director, you know, I, I'd spend the day on Twitter, uh, you know, and my t- other folks on my team would spend the day on Twitter, and we'd see a lot of the same questions pop up again and again. When's McRib coming back? What's in a chicken McNugget? Is the burgers real beef? And so, um, and then McDonald's Canada launched this great program called Our Food, Your Questions. And it was a huge hit up in Canada. And so the U.S. team, we, de- we decided, okay, we're going we're gonna to import that from up north and do that. Because that storytelling, it's very simple. It's just telling people what's in the food. But the, the, the thing about trying to tell stories is that if you want to know what's in the food, you can just turn the box to the side and see the ingredient label. Or you can read the, you know, okay, here's all the, uh, here's all the ingredients in, um, you know, in, in a recipe. But that doesn't really tell you with the story of why we're using certain ingredients, why it's there, where, where it comes from. And so with the Our Food, Your Questions, uh, it was developing a series of stories to answer those most common questions. And so this was going out to the farms and to the bakeries where buns are made and to ranches where, 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 where the cattle are, 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 are raised. And then the processing plants where hamburgers are made, where chicken McNuggets are, 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 are made. And uh, I got to go to one of our partners, who made, Tyson Chicken, who makes chicken McNuggets. And I saw how chicken McNuggets are made. And I'll tell you, that the nuggets I ate there were some of the best tasting nuggets I've ever had in my life. <laughs> um, but then now shifting over to to Kellogg, uh, what's really interesting about the the approach that we're taking to storytelling is that we take a, a, a it's a varied approach. So sometimes a story is it might be a couple minute long video, it could be an infographic, it could be an interview with an expert like a, a you know a farmer or a dietitian. Uh, or sometimes it's just it's just a simple, single, fast fact. Like, we are reducing uh, sodium and sugar in our cereals. We've reduced it by X percent in the past three years. That's the story by itself. Uh, we also do a lot to encourage uh, questions from consumers on there as well. 
In fact, if you go to the website, openforbreakfast.com, you'll see the first tile on there is what's your question? Because what we're trying to do is share our stories, but start a conversation that is, hey, here's our story. What's your question? Let us know what, what, what you think. And then we get hundreds of questions each week coming in, and then we take a handful of those each week and then take those questions and the answer, and we put, publish that back on the site as content itself. I love that. I, just so you know, the McDonald's campaign, being Canadian, brought me back to eating an Egg McMuffin in the morning. Um, so the question Good. is, can this Open for Breakfast campaign bring me back to breakfast yep. <laughs> uh, with Kellogg's. Uh, good chance, good yeah, chance. Yeah. I, I love cereal. I, Cereal's great. Absolutely. And, not, and not just for breakfast, it's great for dessert too. You know, it, it's actually a good end of the day. I'm, yeah. a, I'm a cereal guy, to be yeah. honest. Like if, if it's late getting home from work, eggs and some cereal and yeah. a little bit of yogurt, yeah. that's like the best dinner. Yeah. You feel yeah. good in the morning. Yeah. Um, maybe you can tell us a little bit more in terms of you know, some of the goals mm-hmm. and how they're measured mm-hmm. when you're telling these stories. It's, it's very different than some of the people that we talk to sometimes who are more you know, directly associated with driving revenue or driving leads in mm-hmm. their business. Mm-hmm. In your case, what is the goal and how are you measuring accomplishment? Of yeah, that? yeah. So the, the goals are around brand reputation and building up their brand reputation. Uh, it's about, as you said, it's bringing people back to cereal. Uh, cereal sales softened for a couple of years, and so a lot of what we're doing is trying to promote the nutrition and the versatility and the tastiness of cereal. Oh, and by the way, it's it's good for you. We're 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 growing the the grains in a in a sustainable way, and 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 all that. So we have metrics that look at uh, what's our reach, how many people are we impacting with this. Uh, and then we do qualitative measurements on a, a regular basis as well to say uh, where we're asking people, have you seen this information? If so, what did you think? Was it relevant? Did it make an impact? Uh, how do you feel uh, about the company? And so some of our key metrics are how is this increasing brand preference and purchase intent as well? So it's not a direct tie to sales, but we like to think of it, this is helping create an environment where more sales are possible because there's more people coming back to cereal. Right. Yeah, that, that's a great way to think about it. E- even though it's not connected to sales, the idea of you're thinking about how it influences it. Mm-hmm. So, so let's actually go back a step. It, it's very interesting that all your, your stories live on a microsite. Mm-hmm. Was, that a, was that a difficult challenge to sell, to say, we're going to build this entire story platform, but it's going to be over here. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be on... Kellogg.com. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because the web, that website is the hub, but, but it literally is a hub. That's where we publish the stories, but then we push them out and amplify them through all other, a bunch of other channels. So it, they, they are featured on Kellogg.com. They're featured on the KelloggCompany.com, the corporate site. They are in our... Um, the Kellogg Family Rewards, which is our loyalty program, that's in the weekly newsletter that goes out to a couple million people. We publish it out through Facebook, through corporate Twitter handle, through uh, so so all these mechanisms. You know, we're doing search optimization and all those other digital um, things that, that, that you would think. We also uh, publish. There's a call out for it on um, most of the boxes in, in in the U.S. And that's really interesting because we get uh, all the time when people are sending in comments and questions, they'll say, so I was sitting down eating my cereal this morning and I saw this website address and here's my question. And, uh, and I love that because 
I remember being, when I was nine years old, I'd sit down, box of cereal, bowl of cereal in the morning, and you'd read the box as, as you're eating. And so people are still doing that. But we've also found it's, it's kind of one of those obvious ahas that people do read the box and that, that will get people to come and see your content and they'll feel better about eating cereal. Yeah, it, it, as we get more into this story, this, this story just gets richer and richer because we, we, we start with basically a site of stories and then you added the piece of distribution and now you've connected it to the real world mm-hmm. where, as you said, people are sitting down, that behavior hasn't changed. Here's the box of cereal. You have a call to action in the physical world that's driving someone to a web property. Yeah. It, yeah. it, it really is great to see all these pieces come together. Yeah, yeah. So what, what have been some of the challenges or, or mm-hmm. maybe even missteps, things yeah. that you've said, oh, we need to kind of pull back from that approach and yeah. well, in a well, different way? One thing that's a constant challenge uh, th- that I have is how I want to focus my resources in terms of uh, amplification. So I, I've, I've got a budget of paid media that I can use to drive people to the site and get more people to see the content when I publish it out on social. But what we see is that the people who see our, who come to the website, they are the most engaged. They read more, they spend a couple minutes on the site, they go through you know average of X number of pages and whatnot. Uh, but that's also the hardest thing to do is to get people on the site. Whereas on social, I'll get a lot more people engaged, according to Facebook, uh, who are watching the videos and reading the content. So it's, a, it's, it's somewhat of a question of, do I want size or do I want depth? And it's not that they're mutually exclusive, but when you've got a finite budget, you have to make some of those choices. And, that, and that, that's kind of a constant uh, that I look at on a very regular, weekly, pretty much basis of how are we doing in these two areas? And is there a way I can stretch my dollars to do really good in both without sacrificing too much? Are there, are there any newer platforms or newer technologies that you've mm-hmm. seen kind of working in, whether it's, whether it's Snapchat or mm-hmm. Facebook Live Video or mm-hmm. any, any of those things that people are talking about? Are those, are those making an impact yet? So for this particular program, we're not really using those uh, yet. I know uh, some of our brands within Kellogg, they've done some really great stuff, um, on, you know, Snapchat filters and, and kind of fun things like that. Like uh, Pop-Tarts uh, has done some cool stuff in that area. Pringles is another brand that does some really great um, digital activation. Uh, we're not there yet because th- you know, Snapchat isn't necessarily our story- place for storytelling at this point in time. But that said, I love Snapchat stories and what some of what uh, other publications are doing in there. So I'd love to get there some- someday. So, Will, Jeff was asking a few questions there. I took out my phone, as you may have seen. I, I needed to check because I do eat cereal in the morning. I just didn't know if it was a Kellogg cereal. <laughs> Happy to say it is. Awesome. I'm, I'm awesome. a vector guy. Oh, yeah. Um, it's the best cereal. That, that, that's a crunch. You can't get that in the U.S., by the way. Oh, no? Yeah, I've never a, heard of it. It's oh, a, you're it's, missing out. It's, it a, it's a Canadian-only cereal. Oh, so I, my You'll Canadi- have to send me some. My Canadianness yeah. is coming out in true color in this yeah, podcast. Yeah, I, I have to send this to our PR director in Canada, too. Oh, shall it's, we, shall we it is, pleased? It is my, and my kids eat it, too. <laughs> I, they, they've started to steal it from me. They're starting to appreciate it. Anyhow, it's a real healthy one. It's, that's, that's why it gets into my house. But... Um, I, I'm curious, you know, talking about you know me and you know I'm creating content for you guys right now. 
we were at Content Marketing World again, and I don't know if you saw the keynotes yesterday, mm-hmm. but one of them was from Lego, mm-hmm. uh, where they talked a lot about user-generated content. Mm-hmm. So we got mm-hmm. to talk a little bit about that with, with a guest um, you know, the other day here. I'm just wondering how you're leveraging user-generated content into these strategies mm-hmm. because, you know, that health consciousness, that care for environment, mm-hmm. um, care for sustainability, these are things that people will be vocal about. Mm-hmm. And how do you rally, you know, end users yeah. around this cause? Yeah. Yeah. Because it's, you know, it's it's a very cost-efficient way mm-hmm. to do it. Yeah. But you got to get out there and you got to give them a platform. It, it, it is, it is. Um, for, for this particular program, our use of user-generated content is limited to those questions. So people send in questions, we answer them and, and publish those back out on the site. Uh, we've, got some, we've, we've got some ideas in the works, though, to, to extend that and get people even more engaged uh, in different methods to ask questions, but then also different ways that they could share stories um, with us. We see a lot of this happening uh, on the brand side, though, already. Uh, things like uh, people making Rice Krispie treats into different art projects and things. That, 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 that's a really popular one. And the brand team, the PR team that does that, does a really cool job with, with, with that. So um, you know, anytime that you've got uh, an audience or a community that is willing to create something and share something, even if it comes from a place of, look what I made, and it's personal pride, um, any brand should try to look for an opportunity to harvest that. It, it's really rich. Absolutely. It was so sad when they got rid of Snap, Crackle, Pop, right? You know, those guys, I don't know what happened to them. They were, I was always big fans. They're, they're still around. Are they? Yeah. I thought, I thought they, like, left or something. Uh, you know, I, here's the I, they, They've got all kinds of cool artwork from, you know, historical advertising going back 100 oh, sure. years around the halls of Kellogg. So I see them, so they're, they're, they're there for me. All right, nice, nice. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, so, you know, just starting to wrap up here, I mean, again, we're at this conference, a lot of great speakers, a lot of great content to take in. Is there any key takeaways that you're going to take back to your team mm-hmm. or your strategy that you've heard uh, well here in Cleveland? Yeah, you know, I've been to a lot of interesting sessions looking at measurement, not just to gauge performance, but to help inform content creation ideas and strategies as well. And we've done that to a certain extent with this program, but I think that, that, that's one of those efforts that should be continual. And so looking for ways that we can do that more often and get quicker and better about it, that's one definite takeaway for me. So one of the things that we're starting to do occasionally on Content Pros is ask a few rapid-fire questions. Okay. And so hopefully none of these questions will get you in trouble with brand people. <laughs> um, but we'll just we'll just try a few and we'll sure see where lightning we rounds okay yeah yeah so so do you have a favorite Kellogg cereal Frost Flakes do you have a favorite uh, Kellogg's mascot Ooh, t- uh, Tony the Tiger Tony the Tiger yeah. okay yeah. Uh, how about a favorite Pop Tart flavor um, you know I like unfrosted blueberry with cream cheese on top how how about a favorite grain corn wheat rice Barley. See, here, this is the one that will get me in trouble because oh, then don't I, answer. Well, no, here's here, here, here's why. As part of my job, as part of content creation, we've got to do story mining, and so I go visit farms uh, all the time. And so, in fact, I'm I, I, I'm trying to get to get out to go to a corn farm next week. I was at a rice farm a few weeks ago. I met with potato farmers a couple weeks before that. So, if I pick a favorite grain, 
if I go see a, a different farmer, when it, you know, if I say wheat and I'm going to the corn farmer next week, he's going to give me the stink eye. You've got, you got to align them to different meals of the day. That's right. Like I'm, yes, a, right. I'm, a, I'm a potato guy in the morning. Yeah, and a, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you, you can pass on this. That, okay. that one's okay. Do, okay. You, do you have a favorite farm that you've been to? Um, and you don't have to use the word favorite. It, was yeah. there an enjoyable farm you've been to? So, you know what's interesting is that every farm is, is, is different. Uh, I've, I think I've been to five farms in the past year, and the farmers themselves are just amazingly talented and smart individuals. Like their understanding of biology and technology and engineering um, beyond agriculture and economics is just it's it's astounding. You know, um, just what it takes to be a farmer, and the these are all family farms. You know, the, the uh, a lot of the, the ones I visited, it's third, fourth, fifth generation, and the guy who's running it is, you know, in, in, in his thirties, and, and so it's just been. I actually wrote a, a piece about this on Medium. Um, that uh, it's it's really interesting, uh, just the. The, the perception of agriculture that's out there in you know on the internet sometimes, and then the reality of visiting a farm are are very night and day. Interesting. I, I feel like we're out of time, but I would love to know thoughts on Medium <laughs> and, and that, whether you use that as a publishing platform. So, last last question there okay. is: Is Medium something that Kellogg is using to publish to, or is that more your personal? So that publishing? that that's my personal stuff, um, but I. I, I'm a big fan of Medium because I find it just, it's a great user interface. It's so easy to use. And it's, I found a great place for discovering all kinds of stories. Absolutely. So, I yeah. couldn't agree more. It's, yeah. a, it's a great place. Yeah. Uh, fantastic. Well, Rick, thanks so much for taking the time to chat with us on Content Pros. Uh, this has been a, a real interesting look just to summarize, I think, in terms of the stories we tell and how they can shape not just our products, but our brand mm-hmm. um, and the impact that has with association especially in a very large company like Kellogg, where there are a lot of different products, but we want some sort of way for everyone to rally around. So very inspirational takeaway, I think, for a lot of the listeners. Uh, If you're enjoying this podcast, we urge you to check out others uh, that live at contentprospodcast.com. On behalf of Jeff Cohen at Oracle Marketing Cloud, I'm Randy Frisch from Uberflip, and it's been a pleasure to talk about cereal and all sorts of (laughs) different grains today here here at Content Marketing World. Until next time, we, we hope to hear from you. Thanks for tuning in to Content Pros. Please leave a review and subscribe on iTunes or your favorite podcast listening app. Go to contentprospodcast.com for a complete show archive and greatest hits. Content Pros is sponsored by Convince & Convert, Oracle Marketing Cloud, and by Uberflip, and is produced by Convince & Convert Media. Find more great shows like Content Pros at marketingpodcast.com, the first search engine for marketing podcasts. Podcast imaging by Audio.